0: Hey, Mindy, thanks so much for coming on Hampton's Consciousness. Thank you for having me. We are really excited to chat with you today. We love all the stuff that you're doing. We noticed that you moved, you're at a new location, new vibe. Um, Explain to us what, what you do, what your business is all about, and how you kind of fit into the whole fabric of Sag Harbor. Well,
1: I own a sustainable children's boutique called The Little Red Planet. Um, It's named after my daughter, Mars, um, which is funny because a lot of people don't put that together. (laughs) And it's an ethically curated children's boutique. And my three sort of criteria when I launched in 2018 was that the designers that I carry, whether they be established or emerging have one of three, or if not all three criteria. They're either ethically produced and manufactured, slow factory, which means ethical practices in place, factories that are looked over, uh, workers that are taken care of, the practices which make the garment are not um, the least harmful to the planet as possible, no dyes going into rivers, that, et cetera. And they're using organic materials, or natural materials, organic materials, where they can, and we'll dive into that later. And the third was that they were giving back in some way, shape, or form. And I found, I was a kid stylist for over 20 years. I worked in the fashion industry, and I saw fast fashion firsthand. I worked for many, many companies, including The Gap, which is actually a good big big box brand. But With those larger companies, I saw firsthand the sort of waste that came along with fast fashion. And for me, for many, many years, I always just kind of felt like I was contributing to something that I wasn't like that excited about, creating beautiful campaigns. I love the art. I love the creativity. I love my teams. I loved everybody on board. But the actual brands themselves are like, okay, we could do better. So in 2018, I gave up my styling. Kit, so to speak, and um, launched the Little Red Planet. And surprisingly enough, the brands that I loved working with, the brands that like I used to do my fashion editorials with, were actually some of the brands that were already doing the right things. A lot of countries like the Netherlands, um, Spain, Portugal, the Danes, like they were all. Light years ahead of us in in the sustainability market, and actually the yeah. children's market especially because people really care about what they put on their babies, what they put on their kids. Oh they yeah, because Europeans free.
0: definitely have like a different ideology. Like they very much are all about investing in their clothing and passing it down, and that's with everything, not just clothing for them. And
1: so, at the time that I launched, it was interesting. I went around to all the shows and kind of passed on my card and said, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm actually going to put this all under one roof." And there were bits and bobs, like pieces that were people that were doing it here and there, capsule collections, this and that. But for the majority, some of the bigger children's designers couldn't were like, "You know what? We can't quite get the colors right. We can't get it saturated. We can't do, you know, the things we want to do as creatives and designers and artists." If it's just sustainable, the prices are too high. It's too expensive to get certified, that sort of thing. But it's, in the last four years, Enid, it's exploded. I feel like this. Those same companies now are moving their manufacturing, you know, plants to other countries. They're sixty-five percent sustainable now, and you know, they're they're the needle is definitely moving in the right
0: direction. It's so pretty great. I have a question for you. So, like, let's just play devil's advocate for all of those that have yet to experience the magic of the little red planet shop i love your store because i love a lot of the designers that you have chosen your curation is amazing and a lot of the designers so you both inspired me because there's a host of other designers that you've exposed me to that i had no no idea about and then you also lured me with a lot of the staples that i loved for my own kids that i that i've been dressing them in for like the past like nine years that i've had children
1: Yeah. You know, what's really great about the shop, I have over 30 designers. They're from all over the globe. Um, every country cuts differently, like you mentioned and finding your kids body type, like finding, you know, a a designer it's, it's easy. There's a little something for everyone. I do think for me when I buy, well, first of all, it's very visceral. It's a very gut feeling 100%. But I do keep in mind that I want to keep it for a little something for everyone. It's not just muted tones or all cotton muslin. It's like there's a color explosion. There's prints and patterns. There's also neutrals. There's, you know, for the really funky child, there's a lot of unisex. But then there's also like really precious baby and then really cool kid. And then I've got over-the-top teen stuff. I love shopping for teens and I love shopping for boys. I think boys don't have an offering out there. And I will say, I do think that I have a really good selection for boys. Why should girls have all the fun? There's a lot of great designers for boys wear out there. Um, I just don't think very many people buy into that. Boys are actually more discerning about their clothes than little girls are. Oh, I agree.
0: My God. Yeah. So many of my guy friends are like insane collectors in general. And they're just very like very particular. So girls go for the drama and the flair. They're like,
1: give me a tutu. Yay. And the boys are like, engineering, construction, texture. How does it feel? Oh, this looks nice. And then to see a little kid put on an outfit that they are so proud of, it changes their whole day. They are confident. They're smiley. They're happy. They feel good wearing something and I that was one of the byproducts, I think, of launching this store was the I've really gone close to the kids, and yeah. their moms write me and send me pictures. like he won't take this off. He's been wearing it for three weeks, or yeah, she. Just that's the world. She's so happy. Like, I definitely feel like I'm making people happy. But I'm also the idea of of the children's boutique, I think that education starts with the kids. They're the secret sauce to the future of our planet, hands down. And if you teach them at a young age how to pick something carefully, buy well, buy once, how to wear the garment and love it and take care of it and what it means, what it represents, and teach them about natural fibers and, and what, what what that all means, I think there's a lot of value to this. I just like kids should learn about artwork and good food and good cuisine and music. They should also learn about fashion, but in a responsible way. We can't continue the way we're going right now with
0: fast fashion. I mean, I love that you curate brands that, you know, you have a personal relationship with, that you have had a part in making them more sustainable. The reality is that we're facing very serious global warming and climate crisis issues and if we don't take as you know business owners as mothers if we don't practice what we preach then our kids are not going to have hamptons sure. To
1: sure and listen i'm not saying that i'm perfect No. when i launched um i had my store in williamsburg and i launched in new york i was there until covid hit and then i moved out here i was curious I had a lot to learn. I asked questions. I met with factories. I met with manufacturers. I I wanted to know just what it meant. I didn't know what GOT certified meant. I didn't know what OCTECH meant. I didn't know polyelastane. Now you basically can get swimwear, outerwear, Constructed from recyclable plastics from the oceans. You know, I didn't know that, like on a regular tutu with sequins, they use formaldehyde to adhere the sequins. How awful is that for your child's skin? I didn't know that when you tan leather, chromium is released, you know. So we're looking for chrome-free shoes, um, like Vegas, you know. I didn't, I there was so much that I didn't know. And I'm learning and I'm not perfect. And I do think every now and then people love a good fast fashion fix. But I think now that the market is so much more, there's so many more sustainable brands. The supply and demand is lowering the prices. It's making it more accessible. Fashion is where organic food was 20 years ago. Right. And now look at organic food. You can get it in Costco. You can get it in in Trader Joe's. And I do think, fashion will that needle
0: will move exponentially. It's people demand it. I love that. It's so important that these like hugely influential fashion icons really are integral in making sure that we live a more sustainable fashion life. It's true. There's a lot of different efforts.
1: And I think there's a lot of different ways I can keep this. We do we do this thing twice a year where we have people bring in pre-loved collections where they can bring in some of the clothes that their children have outgrown, but are in perfect condition because they're made well and they can resell them. And then I did that in Brooklyn a lot. We, it was called Swap, Sell and Shop. It was yeah. so much fun. When
0: I first met you, we discussed yeah. that. Then Yeah. It's- it was and so much fun. It was complicated, but hopefully we can do that this summer and have yeah. a really, like, fun. And then
1: the other thing that I'm doing right now is something I'm launching officially. I've been doing it for a while with my VIP customers, but I'm launching officially. It's called the Little Red Package, and I'm doing curated consignment boxes for
0: people. Yeah, so tell us more about that. Like, what exactly? Are-
1: so I was a stylist 20 years. I put together looks for clients from Apple to Target to Boat Bambini to, you know, you name it. In Style Magazine was where I got my start. And it's easy for me. And I love doing it. And I love helping busy moms. A lot of times when you're shopping online, it's hard to know the fit. It's hard to know the texture. Will my kid like it? Will they, will it be itchy? Will it, you know, it's so hard. So although e-commerce is the fastest growing thing in retail, um, it's hard sometimes for new moms and but you know, still they've got to get their kids clothing. They're outgrowing clothes all the time. So I put together these boxes for moms. I just, I've been kind of just give, I give them a little run through. I take pictures of things I have in store. I, I, I basically bridge the in-store shopping experience with the at-home online experience.
0: So you've kind of created like a shopping algorithm all, all your own. <laughs> I
1: am the shopping algorithm. Yeah. Um,
0: because it's, really it's like a stitch fix for, meets net-a-porter. Like, honestly, right? like, that is amazing because as a busy mom, if somebody just knew your kid and like could curate it, like obviously kids outgrow things all the time, right? It's like for me, all of a sudden one day I'm like, oh my God, so-and-so, like, one of three of my kids, I'll re- I'll be like, has no clothes. And then you would literally
1: just DM me. I would send you some pictures. You would give me the plus, like the heart or the thumbs up, thumbs down. I put it in a box. You try it on in the comfort of your living room. You could have a glass of wine in your hand and your kid is so happy. They've received this box. It's like Christmas. They try it on and you just keep what you love, you know, you know, Now I've gotten to a point where a lot of people keep most of it because we, we went through that run through process on the phone, you know, I'm trying to avoid the return cycle. The vicious shipping return cycle is like, we've got to get rid of that somehow. And so my packing materials is completely recyclable. It's a very easy way for a mom to clothe her children in things they love to feel special. It's like an unboxing, and it's just, it's become more streamlined. I think that's like kind of where my, all well, it is. It's where my business is going.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. And so genius because as a busy mom, and honestly, like so many New York city moms have relocated myself included to the Hamptons for the pandemic and many Will stay after the pandemic.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a definite skill set of mine from years and years of having to please really tough clients. I can take a look at their Instagram. I can take it, you know, or they've been in the store. I know from their previous buys. I know what they love. I get the kids. I know their body types. You know, it's not always perfect, but it's a ve- really easy process. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, no, it's really exciting. Um, we're launching it officially. This spring, like in another month, we'll do a questionnaire. You basically get a stylist on tap.
0: That's obviously one of the bigger takeaways for this podcast is that, you know, what can you expect at the Little Red Planet shop? You can expect epically sourced brands. You can expect clothes that wear really well. You can expect basically a free stylist with these boxes. So you're getting ease. You're getting... Beauty And
1: knowing that you're buying brands that are not as harsh on the on the carbon
0: footprint. I mean, and then tell us about these brands. Inspire us.
1: I have the obvious, the forerunner, Mini Rodini. They're like 20 years Sweden. Everything from their buttons to their bike Very messengers. Incredible. Like they're incredible. Their traceability to a T. There's 100% transparent. Like sustainable company, I have Molo, I have Bobo shows. I have the Animals Observatory. These are quirky, really great unisex brands which you can buy for your boy, but then your girl can wear it. I have a really great brand out of Korea called Tambier that it's like a cult favorite; everybody loves it. My dear friend Tia Chabani, she is a US uh, designer we're talking wooden buttons instead of plastic buttons and real fibers. And yeah, just the construction talking. is insane. I have Emile Etida, which is an old school French slow factory company. Beautiful. They didn't, they were sustainable before that buzzword was even around. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and then I have, let's see, Katie Kata South of France again, like her knits, her knitwear. Oh my God. Insane. I have Munster out of Australia's total surfer um, bi- vibe. They have a really great charity with breastfeeding mothers in Africa. Um, they are all organic. Bo loves recyclable cottons, Lake Hay Oat, my teen brand. All their denim is also recyclable Molo of course. And that was a great story. When I first met them, they weren't a hundred percent every season. They're like, Mindy, Mindy, guess what we're doing now? Like always showing me like we're a hundred percent now sustainable. Like, It's really great to see these companies just going more and more forward with with this effort. Um, I have Soft Gallery out of the Netherlands and they employ different- Soft Gallery really
0: is so amazingly soft. so good. My daughter has these Soft Gallery sweatpants that I swear my life, I wish that came in my size.
1: Yeah, they're like they. So, what they do is they contract a different artist to do the embroidery or the print on the actual item. And it's just one of a kind. It's so unique. Marley grew up on that. So, that was, I was really happy to bring them in. I brought in some new designers, Yellow Pelota out of Spain. They're becoming a cult favorite.
0: I see something behind you. Can you tell us a little bit oh, more about that? Okay. So, what's behind me? I've got.
1: Well, I have these little Valentine's Day windows, so it's all very pink, pink. I've got... Oh, it's Alice,
0: located so that people know where they can find you.
1: Oh, okay. I'm right across the street from the post office in Sag Harbor, downtown Sag Harbor. I'm next to Chop and Charlie's. I think everybody has brought their son there to get a haircut. Um, I'm in that little shopping center right across from the post office. The address is 34 Long Island Avenue. It's in Sag Harbor.
0: Literally right in the heart of town.
1: Yeah. And the shopping experience is fun. It's bright. It's colorful. I've got a yummy dog that everybody loves
0: named Max. Oh my gosh, your (laughs) dog is everything.
1: (laughs) It is literally the mascot. Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. Max is the like top salesperson
1: for the little 100%. (laughs) You need to occupy your child for 20 minutes while you're browsing the racks. Yeah. Lay them on Max. I have, you know, a lot of fun with this. This is a passion project. I want this business to grow. I will be getting delivery vans this summer for the Hamptons to deliver the packages. It's just something that I really love doing. I love the families. I love the community we're building. I love the efforts. I love the events that we have. And I love my designers. My designer, you know, that I just want to work with like-minded people. I want kind people fashion industry, even in children's, can get really crazy nuts, competitive and weird. And I just find all of my designers to be so lovely and they really practice what they preach.
0: Okay, so you named some of your brands. Anything else? Anything else that you think we should know about the store, about you, about Sag Harbor? I came
1: to Sag Harbor during COVID in June of 2020 sort of as kind of a state of emergency because they had shut down. De- like Brooklyn was just like yeah crazy Damn, like- at the time. And a lot of my customers, everybody kind of spread. And I came out here and I've always, always come out here too. I did pop-ups here, but I've always come here to visit. And I'm am a I'm a water sign. So I'm like into the water. I'm into the ocean. I'm into the medicinal properties of it. And we came out here for like a few months and my daughter begged me to stay. So we moved out of Brooklyn. We came up here. We started renting. I transferred her to school, um, to Sag Pearson. And I'm just getting to know the community. I'm just, you know, it's still got this sort of veil of COVID. So it's a little bit difficult, but like, I definitely, I found a home here. I love it. If I can build something here, that's just like the ultimate dream to be in a place I love and to build a business that I'm really proud of.
0: You're in a really good spot because as you continue to grow, there will be more and more New York like moms and like-minded people that will decide to stay here year round. So I think COVID actually gave us a big opportunity.
1: No, it did. And I think what's really unique about having a business in the Hamptons is you get, you capture people from all over the world in the summer, right? And you meet them, you capture them, you you introduce them to the brand, they trust you, they know you, they understand what you're doing. And then I work with them all year round, virtually with a little red package. So it's kind of a win win. There's people from France, there's people from Australia, there's people from California, there's families from Spain, there's and that's going to continue, I think, once COVID really sort of passes. You know, it's an interesting town. It. it Pe- there's a reason why people come here. It is beautiful. Oh it my is God. absolutely it's beautiful. You have all these little hamlets together and they're all different. Like oh Sac Harbor That's is all. so different than East, totally. which is so different than Montauk, which is so, so different beautiful. than Amagansett. Like
0: it's so different than Southampton. It's so different than Watermill.
1: Yeah. I'm a Michigan girl. And I grew up on the shores of Lake Michigan. And then my dad is from Petoskey and I think there's something about this little town and the fact that it's the only town that's actually on the water. It reminds me of like the northern Michigan towns, with it's just got that small town feel still. And I love that they haven't like done too too many crazy things to the edifice of it, you know, and it at least still has its authentic feel.
0: Well, that was so much fun catching up with you, so much fun learning about the brands, so much fun learning about what brought you to Sack Harbor. And we're so glad that you are as conscious as we are about the future of the Hamptons.
1: Love you, Cindy. I love you so much. Oh my gosh, that was fun. Thank you.